0: Hey Rach. How you going? I'm good. Happy whatever it is. Happy whatever
1: it is. <laughs> Almost the 29th of February. <laughs> I know how weird is that. Well we release on the 29th. Maybe we will. On the, on the evening of the 29th. Oh, I normally well, there you Yeah, go. so it'll it'll be in people's ears for right. March the 1st. But it's so weird mm. the whole leap year thing. Yeah. Because people are kind of jumping on it retail people. I mean, uh, yeah. You mm. know, there's there's mm. Leap Day although mm. good news, you can get a free uh, regular chips from red rooster on leap day how exciting no purchase necessary yeah i know i'm excited about that i feel capitalism needs another reason to <laughs> get us into the shops why not <laughs> ikea's doing a thing i've got an email i'm like why are we capitalizing on on this you know natural occurrence that we manipulate into making another day like it's i just, don't
0: know i just know really. i'm gonna ask my husband to marry me that's my plan oh excellent yeah
1: well we can't release it before then though. I don't know, obviously. Anyway. <laughs> Let's get into the guts of the podcast, shall we? <laughs> Enough of the crap talk. Enough of the crap talk. <laughs> That's the whole that's the whole point of us. Oh really? <laughs> really. That's that's kind of the gist the gist, is it? Okay. All righty oh,
0: We watch Tangled. Yeah, you watched it. Yes, we did. Yeah, I didn't watch it recently. It's just burned into my brain. Okay, well, yeah, already, cool. so I didn't need an update.
1: Yeah, no, we um we didn't need an excuse to watch Tangled, but mm-hmm. we we were very excited to go. Okay, yeah, I need this for research. Uh uh-huh. Um, and there was a little bit of protestation from uh, Small Two, and then he was right into it. Right into it. Yeah, big yeah. time. What got him in? What really? Um, I think he just really enjoyed Flynn, mm-hmm. and um, big one, big two loves it already. It's uh-huh. his favorite. So, you know, that was easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love, 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 love. Yeah. It's very cute. It is super cute. I didn't see it when it was first released. I don't remember it coming to the cinemas, actually. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think so. Because like Disney had been going through a bit of a bad run Mm -hmm. and it was like pre-Frozen. I think it's the one they released before Frozen. And it just kind of like didn't make much of a blip. And but it's lovely.
1: It's lovely. It's a really well crafted movie. And Mandy Moore is lovely. She's lovely. Yeah. Mm. And it was before her This Is Us kind of yes. resurgence. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe this was the making of her mm. from This Is Us Land. I think so. Yeah. I loved her back in the day. Yeah. Oh, mm. how could you not though? Yeah, no, she's adorable. And
0: the songs are actually really beautiful. Like I love the lights one. Mm-hmm.
1: I um, know. It's
0: so it made me cry the first time I saw it when they're out on the um, water and all the lights are going up and they're Aww. singing the song and I was like, why am I tearing up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm emotional
1: over the lanterns. It's just beautiful. Yeah, we're making references to the film, and for those people who haven't seen it, they probably. It. Well, yes, one it's see
0: mandatory it. viewing for life. <laughs>
1: Thank but you two, very much. we will explain as we go through okay. about what we're talking about. Go ahead, next. Oh, explain the lantern. <laughs> no synopsis. Oh, synopsis. Okay, so Tangled is a reimagining of the Rapunzel story. So mm-hmm. it's Disney's, you know, um, slight tweak to the Rapunzel story, yes. and basically, um, Mandy Moore plays the mm-hmm. title character of Rapunzel, Rapunzel. With um, long, long hair, and yeah, beautiful, beautiful long hair. Yeah. And Do you know what was originally called Rapunzel? The, oh, so see, they, this, see this
0: logo thing? Yeah, the tangled I, logo I thing. was Googling to find the tangled logo. Yeah. And um, I saw the ones that had like that same kind of font with Rapunzel. Ah. And they originally like had it as Rapunzel because that's you know What's the little mermaid, called? Beauty and the Beast, Rapunzel. Mm. But I love that they changed it to Tangled yeah. because it's actually like such a great name for the themes
1: that is in the movie. I know it, it, it captures so much, yes. doesn't it? So go on, explain the tangled web of Tangled. Oh, the tangled web of Tangled. The this. tangled hair of Tangled. <laughs> um, so so basically, uh, the story goes that um, Rapunzel is in a tower. Mm-hmm out of which she cannot get. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a weird way of saying that. (laughs) She isn't allowed out of the tower Mm -hmm. uh, and there's no way for her to get out of the tower unless she sort of jumped out and Mm -hmm. used her own hair. Mm -hmm. But her mother, Mm. which she thinks is her mother, Mm. uh, keeps her there and uses the magic of her fabulous golden locks Mm -hmm. to maintain her youth. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it turns out Tangled isn't her mother.
0: Dun, dun. St- dun, dun, dun.
1: Stole said, "Child, from the king and the queen, mm-hmm. and um, and of course, Rapunzel is a princess. She's a princess, as it turns out, mm-hmm. with magic <laughs> hair. And uh, yeah, the the king and the queen have this festival every year on her birthday, and light lanterns. And she knows that there's something about the lanterns that are somehow connected to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, it's all the tangled weave web of uh, mm-hmm. intrigue about how she got there and how she's fighting for her independence mm-hmm. and uh, working out her identity." I guess. Mm. Mm. Was that good enough? It is good. And then the
0: Flynn Rider character oh gosh, yes, happens across the tower one day. Yes. He's a petty thief and criminal.
1: He's mm-hmm.
0: very charming and dashing and uh, has yep. a good smolder. Yes. you've got Which to have a she good doesn't smoulder. buy into. No. But she um, asks him, blackmails him <laughs> to take her to see the floating lights.
1: Yeah, she's got and some And they fall, some in,
0: fall in love and he has a character arc where he steps away from his... Uh, criminal past. <laughs> criminal ways. Yeah. And they end up together and back in the castle. Happy ending. Yeah. So Disney. And Mother Gothel, Gothel ends up thrown out of the tower. <laughs>
1: Or Old tripped and had something.
0: There's this whole like um th- uh, like fan theories around like was she pushed? Did she trip? Did she fall? Was Rapunzel trying to save her?
1: Ah. Then that bit when she
0: kind of falls out of the tower. Yeah, and disappears in like a whole just a a
1: puff of cloaks. <laughs> yeah. A puff of cloaks. <laughs> it's magic.
0: Ah. We have an observer this morning. We have Nicole's Big Two. Yes. Whose favourite movie it is, sitting and watching us record. He's looking at us in a puzzled way.
1: The iguana trips her with Rapunzel's hair. Uh huh.
0: Uh -huh. The iguana trips her. There you go. There you go. Murder by animal. Murder by my (laughs) iguana. Murder by animal by the number one fan in Brisbane. It's been confirmed. Yes. There you go. So
1: the iguana uses Rapunzel's hair to tripper. There you go.
0: Didn't Which know is it was such an evil iguana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ooh. right. What was keeping her alive ultimately killed her. Indeed. Wow. Desire things too much. You are welcome to come over as a guest star. He's bowing. <laughs> All right. That is, the, um, that is the plot synopsis. Indeed. Now, I... Got very excited because I am geeking out slightly. And if you may, I Mm. have actually organized. Oh, (laughs) my goodness. I actually have content today that i just put some thought into.
1: Geek out, go for your
0: life. Because it just so happens that um, this year in May – Mm. I and a colleague of mine are running a full-day workshop for psychologists mm. on the impact of emotional abuse in children wow. and how sort of like these um, microaggressions of emotional abuse mm. may be sort of uh, imperceptible to the <laughs> average observer mm. but have the effect of chipping away at the child's sense of, their, of themselves. Right. And in particular, we're looking at um, – like a uh, internalised shame mm-hmm. that can happen when you're raised by people who are kind of like um, suppressing your own sense of autonomy or how you feel and all of this kind of stuff. Interesting. So I, I have a whole bunch of stuff pulled out and I even have a game for you to play. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's an emotional abuse game. <clears throat>
1: I don't think you're selling it, right? <laughs> this is the kind of fun we psychologists have
0: <laughs> because I, um, I started – so anyone, psychologists listening, it's a preview of what you will find at the May workshop at the Ooh. APS conference. Free preview. That's very exciting.
1: <laughs> so, so things like mm. when uh, they're standing in front of the mirror, mm-hmm. and you know, Mother Gothel is like, "Oh, you know, they're holding each other. She's holding yeah. Rapunzel in her arms. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see a beautiful young woman with mm. blah, blah 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 blah, and I see you. Ha 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 <laughs> Yes, we're talking that kind of thing. Yeah, do you want to like do the and... game because you're you're getting oh, into it, right? Oh, I'm
0: already into the game. It's a it's a it's a tangled match game, oh. right? And it's it's a look, it's a little bit tricky and there's not really any right or wrong answers. But on the left hand column you have words like
1: Guilt inducing and Stockholm syndrome and manipulation,
0: gaslighting, threats. And on the right you have phrases from Mother Gothel. And you must match the phrase with the example of emotional abuse
1: you think that it is. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Wow. Do you want to give it a go? No, there's so much here. <laughs> Big two stepping in. Getting kind of chubby. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, because I love you. <laughs> oh, is that, I'm, I'm going with negging for that. Yeah. So, a lot of the song, a lot of the phrases come from that
0: song, Mother Knows Best.
1: Mother Knows Best.
0: Yes. Which is so well crafted. I just basically sat there and pulled out all the phrases that she says in Mother Knows Best. Mm. And I was like, and I did read a few um blog pieces as well that were sort of saying, this is an example of.
1: Ah, perfect. Right?
0: So, um, all right. I'll start. I'll tell you the, like, definition of what the um, the emotional abuse tactic is, mm. and you tell me what you think might be an example. Okay. So, like, gaslighting mm. comes from this old, like, 40s, I think, film. It is, yep. Black and white film mm-hmm. about the emotional abuse tactics between a husband and a wife. Yep. Where the woman comes in with certain emotional or mental health vulnerabilities, I think, but is well, mm. but the husband... Um, there's some kind of inheritance or something that he's kind of in it for. I haven't seen the movie, but We're I've have seen – There's grabs of it you can watch on YouTube because mm. it shows, like, these scenes of kind of what's going on. But basically he um, begins the process of, like, um, distorting her perception of reality um, so he'll say things like oh you know why is this vase moved over here and she's like I didn't move it and he's like come on now you're the only one who's been home all day you must have moved the vase
1: oh. planting this seed that she's
0: kind of like going crazy or there's something wrong with her um, and I think gaslighting comes from the idea that what he does one of the tricks is about um, turning out the gas lights in their house. So that's where gaslighting is. Yes. Trying to when you say this is what is happening in reality, the abuser says, "Oh no, that's not what's happening
1: at all." Exactly. Can you find an example, Nick? Oh, I'm just looking. Um, There's lots of. I'm. Oh, oh, stop! I'm just teasing. Mm -hmm. You know, um, stop taking everything so seriously. Mm. Uh, That kind of stuff. So many things here that just make me sad for poor Rapunzel. (laughs) Oh, don't, 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 don't. That's what I say to my kids when they're taking too long to put their shoes on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> tock. Yeah, I don't know. TikTok. tock. There's a few of them, but the yeah. one I put on the list is when she goes, Oh, you mean the stars.
1: Because oh, she goes, I've stars, seen these floating lights. I've seen these
0: floating lights in the sky, and Mother Gothel goes, "Oh, you mean the stars?" Right? She's like, "I don't think they are stars." <laughs> and Mother yes. Gothel's like, oh, "Of course they're stars, my yes. dear. They're stars." Yes, exactly. <laughs> See, without context, "Oh, you mean the stars?" is hard to remember. Indeed. And if you flip over on this worksheet, it actually says that very same thing. Whoa. It. Um, I knocked this up yesterday. It's about the fact that like emotional abuse can be one of the most difficult things to pinpoint and identify mm. because it's not someone touching you, punching you in the face, yeah. right? Or mm-hmm. taking away your wallet and financial control. Yeah. It is something in the relationship exchange, which can be so subtle that it's really difficult for people to pick up when they're experiencing this emotional abuse. Yeah. So a lot of these statements out of context seem innocuous. supportive
1: yeah <laughs> completely innocuous yeah yeah
0: and that also all of us will do some of these to some degree or another yeah right lying <laughs> distorting the truth mm. <laughs> threatening
1: <laughs> bribing well, is probably more of a hey <laughs>
0: bribing is bribing <laughs> there's a fine line between bribing and threat <laughs> <laughs>
1: um oh,
0: because goodness. here the example of the threat is don't ever last ask to leave this tower again
1: mm-hmm.
0: which Again, it's not that bad a statement. Yeah. But she says, like, it's at the end of the Mother Knows Best song, and mm. she's kind of like, There's just one thing that you can do for me. Yes. And then she, like, goes really quiet Don't yes. ever last to leave this
1: tower again. Mm-hmm.
0: So she doesn't actually say what's going to happen to her. No. But it comes
1: with this, like, veiled threat. Yeah. 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 It's, right. pretty, it's pretty horrible all the way through, actually, the Mother mm-hmm. Gothel character. There's, I don't, I'm not feeling any redeeming qualities to her, having watched it again recently. <laughs> no redeeming qualities. No. She gets no backstory. No, that's true We don't know her pain We don't. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps she was locked in a tower of her own. Mm, I doubt that. (laughs) Although, I mean, somebody had to make that tower. That's true. quite a very tall tower. Yeah, that's very true. And how old is she and where did she come from? Big Two's looking at us again. I think he has theories. (laughs) I think that's a really interesting question, right? Mm. Because she turns into a very haggard old, old woman. Yes. And so how long has she been? Yes. Obviously, the last eighteen years of Rapunzel's life, she's yeah. been replenishing her youth. But the, you know the how, yeah, because
0: before she... that, she was replenishing with the flower.
1: Yes.
0: So actually, there's a little bit of more plot to there explain. is. A plot. Sorry. There was a golden flower in the forest, and Mother Gothel had found it, and it had magical qualities. And if she made a tea or something out of the flower, it could keep her alive and youthful and all of that. Exactly. And um the queen was sick. And they found the flower and fed it to the queen while she was pregnant. And that's how Rapunzel has the golden flowing magic hair
1: that heals. Exactly. But then the flower no longer Mm. had any magical powers. And so the powers transferred to the pregnant tummy in which Rapunzel was growing mm-hmm. and so her hair turned golden and that's how it all came to be
0: there you go he tells me 400 years old
1: 400 years old thank <laughs> you for the google research big
0: two. <laughs> this is so great having an assistant to the episode today we're getting fact-checked in the middle of our <laughs> <laughs> podcast it's fantastic.
1: i yeah, love it thank you good. monica very helpful <laughs> <laughs> all right, do you want to try another one? Yeah, go on. Okay. All right. Um uh, your, your self, I've got self criticism. I am a horrible daughter. I am a despicable despicable human being. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So which, you know, when someone is, is stripping away your self worth at every sort of little micro um, aggression that mm. comes mm. then of course you're gonna start thinking terrible things of yourself.
0: Yes. And mm. that it because it's so subtle and it happens by degrees, the person in authority is saying these sorts of things to you. Mm. You know, the adult figure is saying, I'm never in the wrong. So if something is feeling a little off kilter, it must be you. It must be something inside of you. Yeah. And that's the part of that internalized shame mm. of, you know, whether anything that happens ends up becoming in the child's eye, this was me, of mm. course. I'm to blame. I'm responsible. I'm at fault.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which is what kids do generally as well. You mm-hmm. know, We know that with, yeah, you know, divorce and things like that, that kids mm-hmm. are like, oh, if only I'd been better. Then yeah. my parents would still be together, and it's nothing yeah. to do with that child. Nothing to
0: do with it. And you know mm. why? Neuroscience. See, I told you I'd geek out. Oh God, neuroscience. <laughs> um, because our brain doesn't like there to be a gap, mm. and so into that vacuum of that gap of I don't understand this, I don't know what it is, we fill it. Our brain finds something that mm. is within our immediate environment or our existing knowledge and plugs that in mm. as an answer. Mm. And kids do this as well, but it's actually wired into us to do this because feelings of like guilt and it is me and self-blame is a really kind of powerful tool because basically, you know, living in tribes out on the savannah and all of that kind of thing, we need the kind of like collective group to work together to get things done. Mm. So if you do happen to make a mistake or do something wrong, then we have that kind of like guilt system that feels sort of like the sinking and the punch in the guts of kind of like,
1: <gasps> yeah. uh-oh, something
0: mm. is wrong. Mm. And so we're actually wired to first of all think, what have I done wrong? Mm. What is that problem? Because that's really kind of um, protective for us in an evolutionary sense if you're correct and if you have done something wrong. To try then and keep you in the group. That's right. Guilt mm. is about making amends then so mm. that you don't kind of get chucked out of the group. Right. Because, you know, prehistoric people be exactly (laughs) be be pretty brutal (laughs) you would just literally be left yeah or stoned yeah see you wouldn't want to be yeah whatever Mm, mm -hmm. so like we're primed to kind of like be very sensitive around this idea of like perhaps I'm defective dysfunctional a bit of a shit yeah but when that becomes like our automatic kind of thought and when it doesn't get checked by other people around us mm-hmm. who rush in and say, Hey, no. I saw what happened, no, there were other factors going on, it's
1: not your fault. Yeah. Then that is what helps like repair that initial feeling of guilt. Oh, you just reminded me of one of my favourite scenes in a movie. It's mm-hmm. not your fault, it's not your fault, it's not your fault. Oh, you know, from Goodwill Hunting. Good Hunting. And that obviously was him yeah. really trying to repair that yeah. overwhelming guilt of yeah. Will's kind of feeling of of it being That's right. some in some way his is responsible yeah. for the, for the behaviour that other people perpetrated That's on him. That's right. Mm. Now, can I tell
0: you the difference between guilt and shame?
1: Please do. It's very exciting. Oh, I love,
0: I love. <laughs> guilt, shame and embarrassment. Yep. Because they're all self-conscious emotions. Mm-hmm. And in a nutshell, there's been a lot of research looking at the difference between guilt and shame. Because from a like scientific definition point of view, it really matters. Right. Guilt is a productive emotion. Okay. Because guilt says... I've committed a behavior that was wrong. Right. Therefore, guilt gives me that horrible feeling that (laughs) that is meant to to drive me towards repairing the wrong that I committed, the behavior, the thing that I did wrong. Whereas shame is I am the wrong. Absolutely correct. Gotcha. Which is why we say to parents that when you're kind of reprimanding your kids, it's important to say not, you're a bad kid. That was a bad choice. Correct. Bad behavior. That's mm. why we do it. Mm. And actually because we are wired to go into that shame, right? Because again, we're wired to kind of like, you know, make it about us. Yeah. Um, and if that doesn't get corrected by the by the people in our lives, then it just, it doesn't, which means shame is very, very harmful. Mm. Once you've internalized that sense of shame of I'm bad, I'm defective, I yeah. can't do anything right. Yeah. You go one of two ways. You go into like paralysis and anxiety, and well, I just won't come out of my shell. Yeah. Or you go the fuck you way.
1: Yeah. Well, if it's... I'm bad, well, let's let me show you how bad I am. Absolutely correct. Wow. I know, isn't it fun? <laughs> and it's interesting because I've been reading a lot this week about because obviously Ben Affleck did a um, an interview recently about mm-hmm. you know uh, his stints in rehab and the the sadness that he feels about his marriage, you know, breaking down. Yeah. And and that he talks very much about that shame thing Mm. that he you know, just feeling yeah. When relapsing, just that the the utter shame that comes with that. Yeah. And I think that's where places like AA come in and, and yeah. try to go, no, no, no. Yes. We've all been dirty yeah. bags. Yes. And, you know. Yeah, collectively in yeah. communion. There's yeah. a shared humanity. Yeah.
0: And also that kind of higher power thing in AA, mm. right? Mm. Because it kind of like, you know, AA has been around for a very long time before they started researching, like how yeah, do yeah. you help people with addiction problems? Um, And it's not necessarily, it hasn't got a very strong evidence base in and of itself, mm. like as in like, the literature, there's not a lot on AA. One of the reasons why is because it was like, it it was born out of religion. I don't know exactly where, but the, the part of like the, the 12 steps the first one is about giving your power up to God yes and now it's kind of become a bit more secular like let's give our power up to a higher power yeah which is totally fine um but we don't actually know the parts of the program
1: actually someone probably has studied this but the then parts yeah, of the program that it's particularly help because helps. the second A means anonymous so, <laughs>
0: so it's hard to get <laughs> this is true this is true that's right and it actually means there's not so much AA in um, Australia like it has been a very american thing okay interesting. Our, our latest drug and alcohol um research is saying things like motivational interviewing um is kind of like the main clinical technique that we use interesting but you know what that is about is again it's non-shaming yeah it's about saying it's the motivational part is about saying that there are behavioral choices here yeah. that are being driven by deep emotional impulses mm-hmm. and so let's just look very matter-of-factly at like what action can you take? Yeah, um, yeah. and Let's of course, go into
1: solution mode rather than spiraling yeah. into yeah. shame, kind of yeah pit. Yeah. yeah, and normalizing
0: and neutralizing, like you're okay. Yeah, right? so yeah, and I think like here's the interesting thing is that um, you know, shame is linked. Like there's such high correlation with manifestation of um mental health problems in adults, yeah, that when you have a high level of internalized shame as a kid, then it's highly linked with substance abuse problems wow and so, mental health problems. So I guess
1: the question then is is as parents. Mm what are the best ways in which to not be ma the Gothel and, mm. and to, you know, because I'm looking at all of these things and I'm thinking, God, I would have said some of this stuff. Yep. <laughs> we all have. <laughs> guilty More than once. Yeah. Um, yes. so So as far as, I mean, making that distinction with our kids is really important. As far as that guilt versus that shame. It's naming the behavior, not the the small human that's perpetrating it.
0: Yeah. I think it's important to always remember that you just have to be good enough as a parent. (laughs) So it's by degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that if the overall kind of experience that you have with kids is a positive one, Mm. where you take them as being this little person mm. who was born with their own set of strengths and weaknesses yeah. and that you demonstrate that unconditionality of, you know, I can see you for yeah. you yeah. and how you are. yeah. And I think that in order to do that, I really think the best thing you can do as a parent is to try and become aware of what is it in you that can arise that forms like a shield that stops you from being able to see your child
1: interesting, for who and how they are. It's funny because I was um, thinking about recently the teachers that have had impact mm. on our kids' lives,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and one in particular who Big Two had in grade two, and the thing that I said when I left that school mm-hmm. was, "Thank you for seeing, yeah, yeah, our boy," uh-huh. because she really did. Yeah, she she spotted all of the great things that big two has as a human yeah, and just really saw his soul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there are teachers in the world that do that for our kids, yeah. which is lovely. Not all of them do for your kid. They might do for the next kid, you know, yeah. that's a yeah. personality matches, blah, blah, Absolutely, blah. Absolutely. Yeah. But it, it's true. It's that being seen yeah. thing. You know, you want someone to be a witness to your yeah humanity that's exactly right mm. and to say i've been through similar stuff yeah or, i've never been
0: through that but i that it's sounds understandable <laughs> given the way that you are and how you're wired and what you've been through that mm. this would be mm. what it is that you're feeling and the choices that you make yeah
1: but that good enough good enough parenting thing mm. is interesting because you know you always feel mm. massive guilt about anything that you do as a yeah. parent that d- doesn't land in particularly <laughs> particularly yeah. well yeah and i think it's it's really we've got to give ourselves a bit of a break we do. and we are ever evolving humans mm-hmm. and the way that we continue to evolve is to actually learn from the things that yeah, you know yeah. are great and the things that weren't so great yeah. so we're actually giving our kids the learning opportunities yeah. when we fail as well. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And I think that um, I learn very, very, very often. <laughs> Poor love. Yeah,
0: you know, because I'm kind of thinking about you know cutting through all of the the stuff that comes up for us. Mm. So in this um, there's a parenting program that's called Circle of Security, okay. and it's an attachment-based program that is about the idea of as the parent part of what we need to do for kids emotional and well-being as they grow up Mm. is that we need to allow them to kind of go out and explore so it looks like a circle because it's kind of going out Mm -hmm. and then when you face problems in the big bad world you come back to the parent Uh to kind of fill up your tank gotcha and then from that place of security you can go out and explore again gotcha so i'm gesturing from my heart outwards yeah i can see that (laughs) to nick so that's like the circle of security Mm -hmm. and what they um they've come up with like a little metaphor for what gets in the way of the the parent being able to allow the child out onto the circle, mm-hmm. and what might prevent them from allowing the child to come back in for connection. Gotcha. So they call it um, shark music.
1: Shark they music. say
0: that each of us as parents have our own version of shark music oh don't do right correct gotcha and that like that doing that that noise helps connect with that idea of let's say i'm a particularly anxious parent mm-hmm. and my shark music like i'm sensitive to the idea of i don't want my kid to go on a sleepover right because my shark music is going mm-hmm. sleepovers I don't have control over that anything could happen haven't you heard the statistics on sexual abuse on sleepovers etc 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 and that shark music is like a warning system mm-hmm. that you need as a mum in order to protect your child but if the shark music is like it dun- dun, like loud and yeah. takes over everything then it might mean that you're not being as attentive as parent as, as what you need you're not Able to see that child's need. Yes. Who's looking
1: at you, going? But because I just
0: want to have a nice experience, yeah. just like my peers.
1: Yeah. But your shark music is overtaking that. Correct. Need. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Which is a good way of thinking about it.
1: Yeah. Of course, we all have our shark music. Yes. Because having watched babies, my amygdala is that what it's called? Is yes. Always on fire. I know. We will talk about babies another episode. Yes, we will. Mm.
0: I'm going to do the watch party every week.
1: Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. If you'd
0: like to join in?
1: Yes. I won't I... be late this. This time. I I actually watched early because it dropped earlier.
0: You should have seen my shark music. I was like putting the kids to bed and I was like, la 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 la, Sunday night, it's all good. And then I looked at my phone, it was like, watch party started an hour ago. And I was like, darn it, darn it, it, everyone's going to hate me, I'm such a loser. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. I told everyone they no. made the event, I'm late to my own event.
1: I see. Doesn't no, really matter. Doesn't matter at all. Doesn't really matter. It's not like it's never on again. You know, it's not like the old days where it was like must see TV, and the reason you must see it is because you will never have a chance to see it again. try to replicate that experience. I know it was very
0: cute. But anyway, so but we're going to do it, it every Sunday. Sunday, and then I'm grabbing little bits, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your amygdala is what sends off that warning system, mm, right? Mm. And it's any feeling. It can be an
1: anxious feeling, a sad feeling, yeah. an angry feeling, right? But I think that you would have louder. Shark music. If you had been abused as a child, indeed, for those kind of that's right. You know, like those yeah. pre. The, <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the cumulative thing. Like, mm-hmm. I often used to say that to Paul. I'm making gestures with my hands. You can't yeah. see that. Um, I used to say that to Paul back when Big One and Two were, were teeny tiny, yeah. and my patients would um, run out mm-hmm. sooner than his would. Right, and I would explain to him, but I've had the cumulative kind of build up yeah. of an entire day of Two small humans, and and using my patients during that day, yeah. and then the day before that, the mm-hmm. day before that, and the day before that, you yeah. know. So my my accumulation is up here. I start yeah. from up here. Yeah. You start from down there. Blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah. So I think the same thing with your shark music. Yeah. You know, your shark music is based on the cumulative experiences that you've built up as a human yeah. over your entire lifespan. Yeah. And so mm. the triggers for your shark music would be different for everyone, depending on those experiences. Absolutely correct. Mm. Yeah. Because Check out my pseudoscience. I know it's
0: completely true, <laughs> and, you know, and like um, to put that into like chemicals and hormone kind of like biological perspective, it's mm. true. Cortisol's associated
1: with stress and yes. it builds up. And isn't it more powerful than the good stuff? Um, what do you mean by the good stuff? Um, the dopamine <laughs> is it the dopamine? Like the dopamine hit you get from good stuff mm-hmm. um, is is less powerful. Like the cortisol because it's trying to protect you, right. it's really like gives you a big hit. Yeah. So, when you get a scary thing, it hits you much harder than if you get a happy thing. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to some degree. Because we're actually wired more for fear Mm. than for calm. Mm. Interesting. Because it's way more protective.
1: Oh, that's not fun though, is
0: it? No, but back to the idea of the human condition. Yeah. We're all human beings and this is what feelings are and that… You know, if, if only we can like learn to embrace and accept that these are the powerful forces within us. Yeah. Of course, we're going to get overwhelmed and overcome by these emotions because mm. we're wired to have them. Mm. So I think that really, like, there's more and more emerging research on what's called self compassion ah. these days. It's kind that of. Sound, in. That sounds nice. It does sound nice. Oh my God. God, there's like a whole website where you can do self-compassion meditations yeah. and all this kind Ooh. of stuff it's it can sound a bit airy-fairy particularly to people who are sort of quite um feelings avoidant right yes. and have yeah, been taught like you know bad feelings la 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 which is part of why we're having to integrate it into our sessions yeah because it's 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 not just self-esteem which is i i think i do some things well yes i can be proud of some things it's the deeper relationship you nurture within yourself mm. and self-compassion is about like so we're talking about parents here right yeah that in order to be that present parent and keep mind of your things like things like your shark music mm. is that if you can develop that soothing voice within yourself yeah. that's able to say you know it's okay this is a time of struggle we all get overwhelmed like this yes these these powerful feelings are surging through you Mm. and that either we want to kind of like soothe calm and nurture ourselves in those moments or we want to go these feelings are telling you to be powerful, to stand up, to do something, ah. right? So c- compassion can be kind of like that. It's it's like a good parent, okay, but it's like an internalised parent because when you're feeling lost, alone and in struggle, you sometimes need someone to do the Brené Brown thing, like come yeah. down into the kind of cave and just sit with us. Mm. But sometimes you need someone to be like, I'm yoinking you out of that cave. Yeah. You're going. You yeah. can do this, right? Yeah. Fluff yeah. you up. Yeah. So sometimes compassion is about like, you know, that big protector parent who's mm. like I've got you yeah. we can do this and sometimes it's like this sucks come yeah. here yeah. I need you Yeah. and so like you know, I think there's a lot of um, – they haven't really done studies. I've been looking as part of this project. But I think that, like, there's a lot in this idea of we we have much more capacity to be present parents if we're used to nurturing ourselves in that way because mm. we're able to fill our own cup and we're able to be easy on ourselves when we stuff things up because yeah. you're going to stuff it up. Yes. But it's about coming Quite back early. to that moment of, like, reconnection
1: And that's really that interesting matters. that um, – The idea that you are as kind to yourself as you are to your friends—that's exactly right. um, Yeah, would that. Would you say that kind of thing—the self-talk, yeah. the negative self-talk—that you sometimes have? Would yeah. you say that to a friend? Yeah. And of course, the answer will always be no. no. I'm not going to say that. I would yeah. not have friends. Yeah, you know? yeah that's um, right. It's not kind. No, it's not helpful. No. No. Exactly. So yeah, I think that's a lovely idea to actually kind of remember. Yeah. You are you are a person who who needs compassion as well, mm. and you can give it to yourself. That's right. Um. But yeah, it just reminded me this week. I actually said to Big Two, "All right, do we do you need a hug or a kick up the bum? Yeah." <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's right. Yeah. Or yeah. both. Which and yep. which order? Like let's yes. do, we'll do yes. all the things. And what did she say? Um, that was big two and yeah. he, and he's oh. like, I don't know. And I said, All right, both then. <laughs> Isn't that yeah.
0: Sometimes, right? Yeah, mm. but here you're doing a really effective parenting technique, which is when I don't have shark music, when I can unhook myself from that, mm. I can look at the child and say, What do you need? Yeah, so our job is, as parents is not to have all of the answers.
1: Oh, because we don't, yeah.
0: But if you ask the question, and sometimes people can't verbalize to us what you need, mm. but you need to be like very present and mindful then to watch. Yeah. You know, he can't tell me which of those that he needs, but mm. then I'm just going to have to like observe and experiment and be like yeah I'm sensing it might be this yeah I go in for a hug and he pushes me away yeah is that cause he doesn't want a hug or he does want a hug but he's just struggling to accept it to really go back for the hug, hug or to, yeah exactly right <laughs> whether he says so or not yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think for us as parents a lot of the time what happens is that we're personalizing those responses mm. right mm-hmm, Where, absolutely. we start to we shark music comes in then like oh he doesn't want a hug I don't know what yeah. to do I can't be enough oh. for them I'm not a good enough parent I I don't know so how he did that. This. Oh,
1: small too, because yeah. he's very, um, he can be very unkind mm-hmm. when it comes to, um, uh, you know, what was <laughs> it he said to me once? <laughs> I love you, but I love dad more, or mm-hmm. something, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh no, I love you to infinity. And then it was, I love dad to infinity plus one. Like,. <laughs> You know where you are on the pecking order. You already feel it. Yeah, you, don't yeah, it yeah. you don't have to make it – you don't say it out loud, little yeah. man. But <laughs> – yeah. and it does. It does kind of mm. – because you like to But I love all of you equally. And how come you don't love all of us, you know. And you go, out, Yeah, absolutely. And you have to sit with the ouch. Yeah. And, that, and that a seven-year-old saying – you would have been six at the time yeah. – saying that kind of thing yeah. is just an expression of how much he loves his dad and yeah. not – you know, nothing else other than that. That's exactly right. Um,
0: and yeah. Children but it- miscue us. Mm. And by the way, our partners do as well and our co-workers and our bosses mm. because we get so tangled. Oh, look at you. <laughs> In this whole sense of you know what we've been taught about ourselves, how we shield and build up defences so people don't see our vulnerable parts, mm. like you know what our love language is. So miscuing is about that fact that we kind of like we say to someone, "I don't want this," when our heart is saying, "I do want this." Oh, right, yes, you know, we totally do that. Leave me don't alone we? when actually what you want is Please like, me. "Come, me. come, me. come <laughs> with me." Right. <laughs> so that's man relationships, right? It's so confusing. Oh, because we're complicated. So let's just go in for another plug for like therapy (laughs) to know what our own shit is. Absolutely. Couples therapy to know where it is that we're kind of triggering off one another's shark music Mm -hmm. and miscuing. Yeah. Um, And, you know talking to your girlfriends yeah. to just be like this shit is hard we all find it hard yep. we're doing the best we can we just have to be good enough yeah I like and if that. you see yourself being like mother gothel <laughs> <laughs> a little bit too often you're most likely not a bad person you're most likely a person who is in such struggle yeah that you're not parenting the way
1: that you want to parent exactly and Forgive yourself, mm-hmm. you know, take some action, but mm-hmm. forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a big thing as well. Yeah. To actually go, you know what, didn't do that great. hmm and yeah. figure out some some better solutions for next yeah. time. Yeah. All righty. Oh, my goodness. On we did tell all that all together and it was brilliant. I
0: know. Um, I want to go into Hug Your Babies, but we're going to tell people what we're going to do next time. We're going to do uh, Rosie Waterland. Yes. And she's written a lovely autobiographical memoir. Memoir. Um, I can't remember what it's called now. I know that there's a po- we I just listened to the podcast I recommend the podcast yes it's on podcast 1 it's free download mm. and it's called my mum says my memoir is a lie wow (laughs) oh her memoir is called the anti-cool girl i think she's done a few books i think it's that one okay anyway i don't know she details um so content and trigger warning she details her experience of growing up with parents who both had mental health and drug addiction and alcohol problems wow with her sisters and she was in the um child protection system for a number of years and she is a really gifted writer a very funny Comedic woman. So she does like one woman shows but oh, okay. comedy shows.
1: Hey, I think I saw um, she's got a Brisbane comedy festival show. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. going to
0: Adelaide Fringe next week because she has another podcast with um her friend, which is called Um Just the Gist, which gotcha. I've been listening to. Okay. Um and so yeah, so she does tour with shows, but we will link to the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's um and again so free download, download, but it may take a while, so start now.
1: Yes, I have downloaded mm-hmm. and I have yet to start looking listening but i'm on it Uh because i am i am nothing if not someone who does her homework (laughs) usually the night before no (laughs) i know that i have to spread this out so yes
0: get on it people it is excellent and we'll chat about that next time yes we will and until
1: then hug your baby indeed be Be kind to yourself and each other and we will see you next time thanks nick Bye. bye